0: Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week, we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. And good day, my friends. This is Brad Zockel, and we're continuing in our Questions About Heaven podcast In going verse by verse through the apocalyptic literature known as the book of Revelation, the 66th book in the Bible, we have been walking through the view of heaven, the reality of who Christ really is, the warning and the blessings to the churches, and then in chapter 4 we stepped into the future. What we said was in the Greek known as the meta-tauta section, the after this, the future here. The judgments have been raining down from the Lord. They started in chapter 6, and now I'm picking up on the fifth of the trumpet judgments. If you'd like detail about the previous ones, I would ask you to move back into the podcast of previous uh, weeks, days, and months. And they are all titled so that you could actually take it from Revelation chapter 1 and verse 1. And move through with the reading and the commentary so I'm going to start in Revelation chapter 9 and verse 1 the fifth angel blew his trumpet and I saw a star that had fallen from heaven to earth this is John writing this and witnessing to this uh, the key for the shaft to the abyss was given to him meaning this angel uh, that had come out there star can be interchanged with the word angel so Let me put it as if we would use the word angel. The fifth angel blew his trumpet, and I saw an angel that had fallen from heaven to earth. The key for the shaft to the abyss was given to this angel. He opened the shaft to the abyss, and smoke came up out of the shaft like smoke from a great furnace, so that the sun and the air were darkened by the smoke from the shaft. Then locusts came out of the smoke on the earth, and power was given to them. Notice they didn't bring it on their own, it was given to them. They were allowed, like the power that scorpions have on the earth, they were told not to harm the grass of the earth or any green plant or any tree, but only those who do not have God's seal on their foreheads. They were not permitted to kill them, but were to torment them for five months. Their torment is like the torment caused by a scorpion when it stings someone. In those days, people will seek death and will not find it. They will long to die, but death will flee from them. The appearance of the locusts was like horses prepared for battle. Something like golden crowns was on their heads. Their faces were like human faces. They had hair like women's hair. Their teeth were like lion's teeth. They had chests like iron breastplates. The sound of their wings was like the sound of many chariots with horses rushing into battle. And they had tails with stingers like scorpions, so that with their tails they had the power to harm people for five months. They had as their king the angel of the abyss. His name in Hebrew is Abaddon, and in Greek he has the name Apollyon. The first woe has passed. There are still two more woes to come after this. When we look in this passage, there is so much of grief happening that we have virtually the entire chapter uh, talking about this, about this terrible terrible judgment that's coming on here. And so when we see this, let's talk about this as best we can in the time we have. It might take more than one podcast to talk about this. So we're looking at this as we have seen earlier, the the different judgments that had come up, and uh, they had been pretty much environmental catastrophes. Now this takes a different turn. We see something happen that is more of a spiritual nature of, a, may I say, out of heaven uh, situation here. It's going to include something called the bottomless pit. Now, when I go to Luke chapter 8, we see the uh, story of the demoniac going, the, the demon-possessed ones going to Jesus, the demons in the within the man are then confronted by Jesus by his voice only. And in Luke chapter 8 and verse 31, it says something quite stunning. They begged him, Jesus, the demons begged Jesus that he would not command them to go out into the deep, into the abyss uh, on there. The demons, well, I thought that they were in the abyss. Well, we've got something here we need to consider. Second Peter. Chapter 2, we see something even more puzzling or striking. It says in 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 4, If God didn't spare the angels that sin, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved into judgment, what about you? In this, it's telling you that it, they are cast down into the abyss in the Greek word. So it's talking about, this would be an angelic condemnation uh, abode. Jude 6 also repeats this. Jude chapter 1, there's only one chapter in Jude. The sixth verse brings this up. And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, God's reserved in everlasting chains, under darkness, in the abyss, unto the judgment of the great day. So we see this, this It must be a particular place within judgment that is set for certain demons. And many times we'll call it the bottomless pit. So we see this. The fifth angel sounds, and I see this star falling from heaven to the earth. All right, Now in that, this is a person, as we see through the explanation. So we're not talking about... A physical celestial star the term that in here is this symbolic is this historical what well let's just follow the context in this now here's the question then this star is fallen from heaven that doesn't sound like a good sign it's not that he just descended from heaven fallen so then you have within Bible scholarship some saying Well, this is a bad angel. But then he's given the keys to the bottomless pit. Well, that could be a good angel, right? Because they have that. Well, maybe not. It's just as in Job, God allows Satan so much of his work to be done. It could be here that this fallen angel is given the right to open. We don't have a name for this angel. We don't have the identification other than the fact is, this one is given the uh, uh, the allowance to open up the bottomless pit on here. So the mystery stays there. The Bible is not specific on that, what we know. Now we do know the abyssos is a bottomless pit here, a place of great terror coming out. When he opens the bottomless pit, smoke arises out of the pit like the smoke of a great furnace in here. We have a hellish creature, scorpions, like scorpions in here, or as they come out, we see something that gives an appearance of scorpions, terrible in their in its vision, uh, in its presentation here. Now, follow this here. He opens the bottomless pit, and smoke arose out of the pit like the smoke of a great furnace. The sun and the air were darkened because of this smoke from the pit. And out of the smoke came locusts, came upon the earth. They were given powers. The scorpions of earth have power. They were commanded, do not harm the grass of the earth. They were commanded, you do not touch any green thing, any tree. The environmental attack is done. But you go after men. Well, natural locusts could care less about people. They go after the vegetation. So there is, as I told you many times, I tell you, Revelation is the book of opposites in so many ways. And this is one of them too. We see something as uh, changed from the natural order of things that we're used to. All right. During this time, those ones who have the seal of God in their foreheads are protected. The missionaries, the 12 tribes of 12,000 missionaries that have been sent out to witness, they have a seal of God, and it tells us that they are safe from this. Those who have the seal of God in their forehead in salvation are saved from this, but no, no one else, okay, no one else. God is judging on there. They were not given authority to kill, but to bring pain, which may just bring about repentance uh, on this, all right? When we look at this, you see that when we go down to verse 21, and you'll see that there are some that will decide not to repent. Well, then that intimates these ones are given the opportunity to repent in there. And the pain is so bad that men will seek death and will not find it you're going to think that someone says, I'm in control of my life. I can do anything I want. I can take my life when I want to. Revelation, one more time, is a book of opposites. And someone who decides that they can control their destiny finds out, and this time, no, you can't. You cannot even take the final decision here. You will not take your own life. The power here is like one of a scorpion, We had, uh, when I was in Arizona, we had one of the young ladies in the youth group, uh, when they were lowering the garage door, a scorpion fell off and landed on her forearm and had stung her, and she was describing how her arm swelled up, her forearm swelled up like a sausage, she said, and the pain was excruciating, everything, she didn't die, but she said hospitalized and just unbelievable pain, even as the medication was given. This would be an idea of this pain that is brought about. God is is asking you to understand, I am the God of comfort and promise and mercy and grace. Outside of me is nothing but pain. Would you not understand? There is a penalty for sin. I've paid for it, and if I can't pay for it, you'll have to pay for it. And he offers it. It's like what it says in, uh, what is written in Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 18. Come let us reason together. Your sins are like scarlet. They can be as white as snow. They're like crimson. They can be as wool. But it says here, people will once again look upon themselves and they'll desire something. What did they desire now? Well, if I can't have my way, I'm taking the ball and going home. In other words, I'm going to finish my life and God, you can't touch me. And that doesn't happen here. We have a holy Lord God That will not be uh, uh, taken lightly, nor will he be circumvented as to the the universal question of salvation or damnation. Well, my time is up for right now. Uh, There's more I want to say, but for right now, I'm going to conclude this podcast, and then we're going to move on through this very same chapter here. Thank you so much. This is Brad Zockel with Questions About Heaven, going through Revelation chapter 9.